This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But it is. That time we go around the NFL new hires. Remember, all guests appear on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. And we start in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, to be exact, where Brian Callahan was hired. And we were all nervous that he was going to take his father with him. Jordan Dijani joins us. He's based in Nashville. He's from CBS Sports, CBSSports.com. Maybe they're not really that friendly. Jordan, first question. <laughs> Do Bill and Brian Callahan have a good relationship? What's going on, Ken? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I guess that's a good question. Now, Brian Callahan was asked that question about his father in his introductory press conference, and he had a pretty short answer saying that his dad is under contract, but he had some nice words for his father, so I assume they had a pretty good relationship. Were you expecting Bill Callahan to go down to Tennessee with Brian? Uh, I did consider him. Oh, no, not, I did not consider him to uh, take that job. I assumed that he was going to stay in Cleveland. There were some reports saying that the Browns were going to fight hard to retain his right. So I always thought that maybe if there was a possibility, but I'm not surprised that it looks like he's going to remain in Cleveland. Uh, Jordan Dejani with us here during Around the NFL Hires. Is it a concern for Titans fans? Because I don't know how much play calling Brian Callahan did, but it seems that Zach Taylor did the bulk of the series is a concern that he doesn't really have experience calling a bunch of plays. Yeah, I would say that's one of the more main concerns, if you will, but I don't know how concerned fans are. And I feel like uh, Brian Callahan had a pretty good answer in his press conference talking about how, sure, he wasn't the play caller, but he's someone who has worked with quarterbacks such as Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, rookie slash veteran Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. He's someone who has crafted game plans with Zach Taylor and other offensive coaches as well. That was one of the biggest facets of his job. So being that involved in tailoring the game plan, if you will, and then watching what goes down with play calling on Sundays, he studied other play callers for a decade now. So there's been other head coaches around the NFL, offensive-minded guys that have come in and stepped up as lead men and turn to uh, play calling for the first time in their career. So there's some optimism that Brian Callahan's going to be fine in that category. Jordan, do Titans fans to some extent feel vindicated that Mike Vrabel did not get hired in this cycle? Yeah, they absolutely do, uh, for sure, because there's definitely a, a good facet of the fan base that turned on it. And it wasn't like everyone in Nashville wanted Mike Vrabel gone, but once he was, people were definitely done talking about him. And they didn't like that. Some of the people in the national media assumed that Mike Vrabel was automatically going to be one of the favorites for these jobs. And now all of a sudden there's only two openings remaining. And I don't think well, Mike Vrabel hasn't talked to the commanders. I'm not sure if he's talked to Seattle, but he doesn't seem to be one of the favorites to land one of those two jobs. So, yeah, Titans fans feel a little bit vindicated for sure. Was there a was there a frustration within the fan base? Because, like, okay, he is from up here, so maybe we're a little bit uh, different on him. But, like, we all look at Mike Vrabel. It's like, well, things are crazy in Tennessee, but they can't fire Vrabel. He's a great coach. 
And meanwhile, if I if I pay attention to any of the stations in Nashville or any of the Twitter accounts or anything like that, it seems, boy, there was a lot of criticism of him. Was that frustrating towards the fans? Like, kind of when outsiders talk about Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like there was a little bit of disconnect between how the national media viewed Mike Grable and how the local media viewed Mike Grable. I mean, I think he was a little bit stubborn in the best sense. I don't mean that as an insult, but someone who's going to put put his game style on you in any matchup, no matter if you're facing the 49ers defense or the Texans defense, here's Derrick Henry right up the A-gap in your mouth, right? He wasn't someone who prioritized who his coordinators were. So there was some stubbornness at different levels when it came to Mike Vrabel. But when you're winning games, that stubbornness looks really cool, right? When you're winning the number one seed in the AFC without Derrick Henry and with a, a roster that seemingly doesn't have a lot of talent on paper, that's a cool way of, of going about things. But when you have back-to-back losing seasons, things are going bad. You have one of the worst offenses in the league, one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Um, the, the How you view Mike Vrabel certainly changes uh, through the past two years are there miles left on derrick henry do you think he would do a team good uh yeah i would say yes i think he at least has one really good year remaining um there's tread left on the tires i think he was top five in rushing yards rushing um carries and rushing touchdowns as well in 2023 and there was significant interest around him at the trade deadline i think that the baltimore ravens were a team that was involved in being at least interested in derrick henry so it doesn't seem like he's going to return to Tennessee. I think odds are he's playing for a contender in 2024. Again, I would keep an eye on the Baltimore Ravens here in the offseason. Jordan Dejani, CBS Sports, based in Nashville. Brian Callahan, the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans. We go over to Atlanta, where they have hired Raheem Morris, a surprise hire for a lot of folks out there. And to talk about it, we welcome in Abe Gordon, 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. First question, Abe, when you left this show, did you think it would still be on the air to talk to you in 2024? Well, I can look. I knew you would survive. It was Lima I'd have questions about long term, <laughs> but 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 here we are. So That was a good line by Abe. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Abe, <laughs> as everybody knows, you're one of the best ever in the history of sports trivia. I'll ask you this. The only basketball coach to have a losing record at the University of Kansas was who? I have no idea. Oh, come on. What kind Abe? of question is that? We're asking about Raheem Morris. Oh, I thought, we were doing, I thought we were doing Sports Jeopardy. No. It, the answer was James Naismith, the inventor of basketball. Wow. Well, it was Kansas. thought Not that really... was good trivia, Abe. Yeah. It's a good one. I'll, I'll add it to the queue. I, I know they can. I know they like basketball, but can they play basketball in Kansas? I don't know. Another day. All right. Abe, Raheem Morris. How surprised were everybody in Atlanta? Were they upset that it was, his name isn't Bill Belichick? No, actually, it went the other way. Uh, honestly, there, there were some people who were in the in the line of uh, Bill Belichick's wow. the greatest of all time and blah, blah, blah. But there, there was a, a crazy fan sentiment and pushback. I actually think that that played some part of a role in, in, because it was – you saw the news. It was Arthur Blank and Bill Belichick on a yacht and, and all that stuff. It was supposed to be Bill Belichick. Something happened internally – where someone changed Arthur Blank's mind. Uh, and I, I'm not saying it's the entirety of the evaluation, but some of it had to be the fact that the fan sentiment, the pushback, the negativity, if Belichick were to be hired here, was very clear. Uh, and so overall, I'm, I am surprised it's not Belichick, but the fans were not going to be excited uh, about Belichick. I can't believe um, they wouldn't be excited about Bill Belichick. 
I mean, do you want me to dump on the last like era regime that he's had? Go ahead. I mean, go yes. on, yeah, go on ahead. Be smirch I mean, the best to ever do it, Abe. Go we ahead. Had, we had people, uh, Abe. We had people getting in like not many, but there were people like, hey, you got to look at him, like Kevin Stefanski. I'm like, whoa, we're not getting rid of Kevin Stefanski for Belichick. I, we were getting emails. Yeah, well, well, I'll say it this way too, because I would have been a little bit more accepting of Belichick if he were coming just to coach. But there's no way you're giving a guy that hasn't re-signed a first-round draft pick since 2012 personnel control. Like, like you just can't do that. This is a guy who single-handedly dialed up Mac Jones to be the successor to Tom Brady. Like, you you, you got to play smarter than that. And we've got a hole at quarterback here. And so I'm not I'm not giving my 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 personnel my choice makers the guy that picked Mac Jones. Like like it's just that's just not how I'm playing it. So uh, I also don't think he wants to coach. I just think he wants a wins record, and he's going to move on. And I don't, I don't want that priority line in making the decisions. All right, what about uh, Mike Vrabel? At some point, there were rumors. That are fans happy with who they chose over Mike Vrabel? Yeah, definitely. Uh, fair or not, people are tying Arthur Smith to Mike Vrabel, and they're just like, nope, not going back to Tennessee. And, and so um, th- that's kind of how they played out. I, I will say this. There was a big – big reason that Raheem Morris is being hired and that is that he does have head coach experience so of all of the things that were said after Arthur Smith was fired it was not another hot up and coming young coordinator let's get someone who's done it before and that's where you saw Belichick start to take the lead that's where you saw kind of the interview process with Harbaugh although he was obviously just using the Falcons as a pawn um, but Raheem Morris was like the best of all worlds, right? He is young and energetic and charismatic. He can put together his staff. He, he is a uh, adapting to what the new era of the NFL is. But he does have time as a head coach. And that was 15 years ago. And, yeah, he didn't succeed down in Tampa. But, but he has gone through it. And uh, you guys know people can change over the course of 15 years. And that's the hope here in Atlanta is that he's different now than he was then. What do they plan to do at the quarterback position in Atlanta? I honestly have no idea, if we're being honest. Obviously, the draft would be interesting, but you need a dance partner to move up in the draft. You're not picking a quarterback at eight. So uh, Washington's not trading out of two. New England's not trading out of three. What is Chicago doing with one? Or what are they doing with Justin Fields? I I think – if you can keep your number eight pick and trade for Justin Fields, deal with the $20 million per or whatever the number is for a couple of years and try and figure out if, if you want to extend him, that's the way I would go. But it's going to be difficult to, to, to keep that one. I don't know how many teams are actually in pursuit of Justin Fields, and if you're the only one, then Chicago sets the market. That's even if they're getting rid of him. So uh, Kirk Cousins, if – if the reports of what he's asking are anywhere close to accurate, that's going to be a hard pass for me. So, um, honestly, it, it's not a great look if the next best potential free agent is like Baker Mayfield. Like you need long term here at the start of a regime. So we may end up just drafting someone we probably shouldn't draft midway through the second round and rolling them out there. But the one thing I do know, uh, which I was shocked by the suggestions of uh, this past week, is. Desmond Ritter cannot be quarterback one in week one uh, this season. And so they've got to figure something out. Obviously, whatever Raheem Morris told the Falcons brain trust in his interview about the quarterback plans, they liked hearing. So there has to be a plan. I am confident in that. I just don't happen to know what it is because 
Uh, if you're not dancing with Chicago, I don't know who you're dancing with. Abe Gordon, 92.9 The Game in Atlanta, our former producer. Breaking down the Falcons hire, we now go to Boston. And the Boston Globe's Christopher Price, who joins us right now to talk about Gerard Mayo. Uh, it seemed like he was the head coach in waiting, Christopher. It didn't take very long. Uh, what does he bring to the... What does he bring to the table for the New England Patriots, or is there a possibility this could be another bad Belichick impression by a former assistant of his? I think it's going to be more of the former than the latter, Kenny. Uh, This is a guy who is really popular as a player, and so he's brought himself some goodwill, at least with the fan base. The real question right now around New England is not so much Uh, you know, Mayo's overall fitness for the job and about being, you know, another Belichick assistant. Uh, It's about who's going to be the general manager. They have yet to name a general manager, and a lot of people are wondering who is ultimately going to be pulling the trigger there when they get to number three. Is it going to be Mayo? Is it going to be Robert Kraft? Is it going to be some sort of combination of Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh, who kind of held down the personnel job here the last couple of years? The, the worst case scenario is you get a situation where there is a power vacuum and someone kind of moves into it like Jack Easterby did in Houston a couple of years ago. So uh, there is no central GM, at least at this point, and, and that is really on the minds of an awful lot of people up there. So when they start talking to potential GM candidates, maybe they're doing it behind the scenes or working with agents, I mean, how uh, big in that process, what kind of role will Gerard Mayo have? Yeah, that's still, I mean, it's still being worked out, at least, you know, behind the scenes. There's a thought process that because he was deemed the coach in waiting last year, that they already have a plan in place from a personnel perspective, how much say Gerard Mayo will have when it comes to free agents, when it comes to the draft, when it comes to, you know, making trades and and whatnot. But there is a sense that at least that we got in the introductory press conference that Mayo is going to have a strong voice regardless of who he is partnered with. But again, there is no sense, at least right now, that they are in any hurry to name a, a general manager, John Robinson, Dave Zinko, whatever the case may be. Why does Bill Belichick not have another job? Boy, that's a great question. I, I think there's that's why some, I asked some, it, Christopher. Yeah, that's, you're, you're the man, Kenny. Come on. It's, just, it's, it, 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 it's, it's really interesting uh, on a lot of levels. I, I think that you can point to the fact that he wanted personnel control, although in his final press conference with us, his video conference with us, he kind of hinted that he might be willing to give that up. Um, but I have to imagine wherever he goes, he's going to want to have a very strong say, uh, if not complete and total control over personnel. Uh, I think Atlanta offered him the best opportunity, but I wonder how he might have worked with Rich McKay and Arthur Blank. Uh, I think right now he's going to sit out for the first time since 1974, the year before he took uh, the job as a special assistant with the Baltimore Colts under Ted Marchabrota, that he is not going to be involved in the National Football League, either as an assistant coach or a head coach. I think he's going to sit out a year, and then he's going to take the Dallas job next season. To put that in perspective, Christopher, 1974 is the year my mother graduated high school. She is now dead. (laughs) Uh, For Bill Belichick, I don't mean to be morbid here, uh, how much? He really can't wait that long. He is a 72-year-old man. I knew I'd get him. I knew it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, it, no, it's true, man. It, it is. It's true. I mean, we're not talking about. And, and it's and it's not like a Pete Carroll 72 either. If you get if you get my drift, you know. I mean, this is this is a guy. This past year really wore on him. 
And so I think he wants to get back in the game as soon as possible. I, I don't think he's going to, you know, be Marv Levy and coaching, you know, in, into his 80s or anything like that. But I think he wants to get back in the game as soon as possible. And I think, you know, I, I, there, there's going to be a couple of jobs out there next year that are going to ultimately appeal to him, personal control or no, and I think he's going to get back in the game sooner rather than later. You have experience with Mike Vrabel. What's his future? He's 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 going to be head coach. He's going to be. It, it, it could be a younger version of Belichick. I, I will say this: if Mayo was not around, if Gerard Mayo was was on some sort of you know similar coaching track, uh, and they didn't make the promise to Gerard Mayo, the Kraft family didn't make the promise to Gerard Mayo. I think Mike Vrabel would have been kind of the next uh, step in the evolutionary process of the Parcells, Belichick, coaching tree, kind of that that, that, that kind of wise-ass coach who knows more than you do and is kind of willing to kind of go back and forth with the media a little bit. Um, he's going to be back in the league. He's too smart. He's got too great a resume. He's going to end up – he's going to be a head coach somewhere. Christopher Price, Boston Globe, joining us. Remember, he has a new book out called Bleeding Green, the history of the Hartford Whalers for all you hockey fans out there that you can – read as well and that is around the new nfl ho- coaching hires raheem morris in atlanta you have gerard mayo in new england and then of course you have brian callahan over there in uh nashville with the tennessee titans all three teams looking at new quarterbacks right now. And, and it's still the, the, and maybe will levis is going to work out i'm not maybe sure. yeah the common theme i think for everybody we talk to is that there is this wonder how belichick and vrabel are both going to be out because they're both two totally different ages Varying levels of success, but both obviously have great reputations around the league, yet neither of them are going to be coaching this year. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because for a Cleveland Browns fan, it's very, very nice to have this in your back pocket. And is this a good use of money by our fair city here in Cleveland? All that and Jason Lloyd at 9 o'clock on the fan. Whether or not it's the best use of money coming up here momentarily. I remember you did this with Andrew Luck some years ago. You get a conversation started. I'm taking a page out of your book. I I plan on things to go well for the Cleveland Browns coming up. By the way, speaking of the uh, Cleveland sports scene, the Cleveland Cavaliers, we will talk about them with Jason Lloyd coming up at 9 o'clock. Jason's going to join us from The Athletic. He had a strong piece about Evan Mobley and his future in shooting three. So we'll talk about the Cavs. If you're looking for the Cavs, we'll, we'll talk about it with Jason Lloyd coming up at 9 o'clock. But uh, for the Browns, and whether or not the Browns have a successful season or not, you kind of want, as a fan, a fallback plan. Now, I think there are certain caveats to this, and I don't know how well the Browns do if Deshaun Watson doesn't play well, so I think that could change the future of things. However, you can't tell me that a Browns fan isn't thinking in the back of their mind, and if they're not thinking in the back of their mind, I'm going to go ahead and place it in there. I'm a, I'm a Kevin Stefanski guy. We are pro-Kevin Stefanski. Hope he does well. Think he'll probably do pretty well. But if he doesn't, you'd like to have some options in your back pocket. And right now, folks, you have... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Have Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, and even Ben Johnson, if you want to get excited about it, in your back pocket as possibilities for your Cleveland Browns football team. And if you don't think that the Browns are desperate enough to go after any one of these guys and to pay it off and to give them all the money or even maybe even all the power they would possibly want if things were to go bad in 2024. Look at the amount of money they paid to Sean Watson. Look at the amount of picks they've given up to Sean Watson. Look at the conversation around Deshaun Watson every single time we bring his name up. There is a, I don't know if it's a 50-50 split, but there are people who are very, very rigorous in their arguments on either side of the guy. If things don't go well, that means Deshaun Watson probably didn't play too terribly great. And if they were to make a move, they will do anything to get the nose up on that thing. And that means that, yeah, you guys all wanted to talk about the, the the fantasy of Belichick's return. That would be in play. Vrabel would be in play. Ben Johnson, if you wanted to go young, he decided to go back to Detroit or stay in Detroit, I should say. He is in play as well. The biggest names are out there. I'm not just trying to sound like Joe Banner here, trying to sell Jimmy Haslam on the idea of Jim Harbaugh. I don't want to hire another guy. I want Kevin Stefanski to be successful. But if worse comes to worse... You have to throw those names in there as a possibility for a desperate franchise to make this thing work with guys on this roster getting older. The quarterback, if he doesn't do terribly well, you got to get this thing going. Is there a chance it's not as clear-cut as that? Tell me more. Is there a chance that if in year three, Deshaun Watson is still not anything close to what they thought they were getting, especially now after the glenoid surgery and and – on his throwing arm, his throwing shoulder, I should say, and if he looks as inconsistent as he's looked the first two years with, you know, not just not sustainable high-level play, is there a chance they don't think coach, they think quarterback? Because this would be year three. What are they going to do with the position, I mean, Anthony? What are the Denver Broncos going to do? That this oh, they, 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 they pulled the plug they on Russell Wilson, but they didn't in the sign, second year. They, they didn't pulled the plug sign on him, him to a guaranteed, fully guaranteed, ironclad deal. There's no way out of it. So you don't think there's any chance that if he's not good this year, the org just doesn't think, yeah, you know what? We traded a lot to get him. We paid a lot, but he's just not good enough. Lima, you laughed in people's faces right along with me when when people called up and and I'm not accusing people of doing it. They did it. We have the evidence calling up wanting to cut the guy during the Joe Flacco phenomenon. Yeah, because I thought there's no way it's not going to get a third year. Because the dead cap is two hundred nine sure. million dollars. But this would now be the third year. It would be the third. So year. So you see, you see the light at the end of the tunnel here. Mm-hmm. If you you're have, the Browns, you're getting your first round draft pick back yeah. next year. Oh, you could you could draft. Which of course, which of course, we're going to be talking all year about whether to trade all, that yeah. to help the team if they're in a bad spot. Well, some, you you can draft a guy. You want to trade back? No, no, no. I'm saying. 
they have that first round pick next year yeah. that if things aren't going well, but we're like around the AFC is all jumbled up, you know, there's there's going to be talk about, well, we need to we need to infuse talent immediately. We cannot we cannot not make the playoffs this year. Do we want to dangle oh, a first if, round pick? If they don't do well this coming year, if if the wheels were to come off this coming year, there will be trade talk of a lot of different people mm-hmm. to try to reinfuse this organization with talent. Because what you're going to do this year, whether people want to do it or not, you're going to restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. To if we if we're if you're one of the people talking about bringing T. Higgins in here, you have to understand that they're going to restructure T. Uh, they're going to restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. So they're going to do that. So that kicks the can down the road another year there. And so you really have to hope that he plays well. And again, this is all worst case scenario here. I don't really want to do it, but here we are. And if that were to go in the worst case possible, then everybody's on the table. Miles is on the table. Other players are on the table. I mean, it is, it is going to be a huge sale to get the very best out of picks because you could be moving on from coaches. You could be moving on from the whole thing. Now that you've made the playoffs, you are a year-by-year organization. Now that you got back, all the, all the goodwill and stuff, it's there, but it can go in an instant. We've seen this before. Arthur Smith was drinking beers with his offensive lineman last season. What's he doing this season? Taking over as the offensive coordinators of the Steelers. Like, things change really quick in the NFL. So if Kevin Stefanski isn't here by the next year, yeah, they can do a lot of different things. But that contract is is well, unmovable. And, and, so you might not even really want to draft the, way, the quarterback in the first round next year if things weren't to go well. You'd have to want to yeah. wait until maybe the year after that. Yeah, it's tough because the way that they they structured the Russell Wilson contract, which actually goes down in dead cap every year. You know, this year it's or next year it's forty nine million in dead cap. The following year thirty one. The following year twelve. Sean Watson's. Not that <laughs> it's two hundred yeah. million in debt. Two hundred million dollars, like, in so, cap. So I, I mean, I know everybody wants to call Andrew Barry geniuses for the way they've done everything, but in this case, maybe they were hamstrung, couldn't do it any other way. But it, you, so you may be right that there's no chance that they have to keep Deshaun Watson, even if he's terrible this year. Yeah, they, no, there's which there is no just, choice, which would just kill football in Cleveland okay, over the well, next I, few years. And I, it would be why, debilitating. You know, and people are going to get accusatory. I'm sure about talking about the bad case scenario. That's the worst possible thing I can think of. But you have to. And, and, you have to talk about all all the. Um, what if he gets injured? Forget about it if he doesn't play well. And then you what if he a, just gets injured again? And so then you would have a situation where if you're Mike Vrabel, you have options. If you're Bill Belichick, you have options, but you don't have a lot of time. I'm not trying to be morbid, but it's true. He'd be 73 years old at that time. And Ben Johnson, who. Well, according to Schefter, he was too pricey, but, you know, whatever, with the PR arm of the NFL with him. If you're Ben Johnson, you apparently have options. What can I offer you? If we don't do very well in 2024, what can I offer you? I can offer you power. That's what I can offer you. I I can offer you timing and money and understanding and power, and I can give you all those things. Yeah, and if you do that, that means Andrew Barry, bye bye I mean that's I hate right? to say it, but let's it's be true. honest. So, yeah. so you'd be big fan, you'd be, Andrew. But yeah. so, boy, you're you're talking the stakes are pretty damn big this year, yeah. Because you're talking a complete organizational overhaul, something I mean, they have not wanted to well, do. You you brought up the Cavs thing, I brought it up to you at six forty, but you brought it up last night. Where hey, you know, there's a bit of a malaise to start the season with a lot of fans, and you put it on us. I don't know why you put it on us. We would love to talk Cavs, but there were times where people just didn't want to do it. At the beginning of the year, there was a malaise because people want more. They they want more than just a first round exit. Well, Browns fans are going to want more than a first round exit. Making the playoffs is not good enough next year. It might keep people employed, but it's not going to be good enough for everybody. You need to do more. And it's not just based on everybody wants to bring up the money with the quarterback. Yeah, that's going to get brought up and the picks given up for the quarterback and everything. 
I got a defensive defensive end who eventually, like he's putting it all together right now. Eventually, Father Time's going to kick in. I got an offensive guard that I'd love to try to push into the Hall of Fame at some point. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I don't even know if he really would make a big deal about it himself. But we're going on a year-to-year basis with him. There are some good young players there, but Denzel Ward's going to be in what, year six, year seven? Is it going to be? I don't know what the future is with Nick Chubb. We're talking about Amari Cooper. That's done after this year, probably regardless. So there's a lot of things that you have to do. There's a ton of pressure on the 2024 season to perform. We thought there was pressure next, this year. Yeah, now, now there's a lot of pressure. Your window to, to really compete is only open for so long unless, unless Deshaun Watson were to get it all together, play exceedingly well, and then keep your window open for competition while you were to go through a roster changeover, which has happened before, which has certainly happened before. It happens all the time with the Kansas City Chiefs here, but I'm not going to put Deshaun Watson in the same category as Patrick Mahomes, so I can't really expect that. So there's a lot coming up to this year. So it would put a franchise in a desperate situation where they do not want to go back to the teardown of 15 and 16 and 17 of, eh, boy, we're kind of tearing this thing down to the studs because you want to talk about killing excitement in the city. That really murdered the excitement in the city for it. So now you don't want to go back to there. You've invested so much of your time and your money and your wherewithal and your sanity. You're going to want to try to do anything you can to save this thing. But you could always just be a competitive football team and play well, and you'd be perfectly fine. Well, what's play well, though? I mean, that's going to be a big... Make a playoff run. That's Okay, a run. Make a playoff run. run. And that's the toughest part about this for the Browns is this arms race of the AFC, this arms race of the AFC North. They could play well. They could make the playoffs. They still might not be anywhere near as good as those teams ahead of them. And then how will that sit with the fans? And more importantly, how will that sit with Jimmy Haslam? In two Sundays from now, there's going to be people who look at this as $7 million just for everybody to make fun of us. It's short-sighted. I'll tell you about it all next on The Fan. Jason Lloyd, 9 o'clock. So we've read this article over and over and over and over and over and over again to make sure it's either a regional ad or a national ad. Super Bowl 58? 58. Uh, 132. When my team's not in, I lose count. Yeah, I thought it was Super the same Bowl. as the well, UFC. Then you've never counted. Ken. Super Bowl 58 is coming up. And Destination Cleveland is going to put out a 30-second commercial. I'm reading it from cleveland.com. It's going to be a 30-second commercial uh, about the city of Cleveland, promoting the region to potential visitors. They've already teased a new ad, a nice short video that came out on Monday on uh, the Tourism Bureau's Bureau's Facebook and Instagram video. And at the end of the article, it says, buying an ad during the Super Bowl is pricey, $7 million for a 30-second spot in 2023. According to reports, regional ads, which target viewers in specific local markets, are considerably less expensive. Destination Cleveland's budget for 2024 is $20 million. So when it's $20 million, I I don't know if you'd spend seven of it, Oh, on one commercial? On one commercial for 30 seconds. Yeah. Although, bang for your buck, right? But where are we in regions? Yeah, you know what? Now now that... And uh, there's another conversation to have about it, which we have a lot of cynical people here, sad to say. And they're going to go, why are you spending all that money on a commercial when all these people are just going to get on Twitter and hammer us? Which should I say, okay, where well, are we supposed to just give up? Let Columbus have everything? Columbus puts out ads. Columbus is telling everybody to come down to Columbus. I'm like, we have a waterfront. We have a river. Fun things. 
So they got the Olentangy in Ohio State football. Okay, well, that's good eight times a year. What else do they got? I mean, I'm serious about this. I, I If I need to defend Destination Cleveland on, what, the 13th on that Monday, I guess I'm going to have to because you got to try some things to get some some tourism. Yeah, so maybe if they're not doing a national ad, which would be pretty crazy, I, I don't think I... Seven million bucks is a hell of a lot of money, almost 50% of your budget on a 30-second ad. Yeah, I don't know if you I, can do that. I don't think I've ever seen something like that. Like, you imagine Boise, it, Idaho, national ad. Like, that would get talked about on every, the next day, on every show in it, America. And it's not very specific on if it is a national ad or a regional ad. So maybe they're just buying local ads in Detroit, in Cincinnati, in Pittsburgh, in... Maybe even Boston. Are you allowed like, to do that? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Did you get in, get in contact with a local affiliate? I think you probably do a lot of things. I yeah. guess we get a lot of pure Michigan commercials we do. here. I doubt you get those in Alabama. Are they going to show? Although we get the Donald Ross. Are they going to show yeah. those commercials? Is that commercial going to air here, though? Mm, wow. Yeah, it's a good Is question. Is that the best use of money? Destina- yeah. Destination, five minutes down the street. Keep your yeah. money here. Live here, play here, money stays here. Because if you're if you're if you're thinking about yeah. advertising elsewhere, I I might be getting a bit too sensitive about it because I go, oh, there's going to be a lot of cynical people making fun of it. Well, are we going to see it here? Because is that really the yeah well, avenue you want to go to? Maybe it is. Maybe there's like, hey, there's plenty of people in the Outer Ring suburbs and all over Northeast Ohio are not getting here the way they should, and let's uh, show what we got here. So they they obviously and they do such a great job marketing. This city. Let's be let's be fair here. I'm going to say something that maybe some people won't like. Here we go. This is probably not the easiest, the easiest part of the country to try to market. Let's just let's just be honest. When it comes to tourism, there are other players that jump. There are other cities that jump off the page. Cleveland. If you ask the, a random person anywhere that has no ties here, they're probably thinking Cleveland. Well, so that's that's what they have to do. They have to make a case why this is a place. To come and actually visit, spend some time here, spend your money here. We all know people that come here and love it here, but well, they live here. We're talking, or or they, they have here relatives and, and put here, down roots, yes. or maybe they lived here once and then moved away. That's not who they're marketing this for. They're marketing it to people who would always first, when they see Cleveland, go Cleveland, the butt of jokes for thirty years. On the talk show circuit? Well, I think uh, Joe Kim Noah and the What's So Good mm-hmm. About Cleveland, do people go out to Cleveland on vacation and things like that? Um, I think you're right, and they got to they gotta highlight the good things, obviously, about the city, and there are plenty of good things about it. The question would be whether or not it's the best use of whether we get things out there. Now that I think about it, maybe you would want to show it locally because, there, again, there are plenty of people who maybe want to take in things and – I don't want to come downtown or anything like yeah. that because you and I have done it. I've been on the phone with you and I go, well, I'm with, I got an out of towner in front of me because mm-hmm. driving downtown with a person who drives in downtown Cleveland often is a lot different than somebody with um, Portage County plates and they're, Harry, what are we doing? Look at it. Well, I guess we want more of the so, Harry's to come on down. So what, what I wonder, what I'm openly thinking of, because they've done such a great job. When they put videos out, they basically put out a video every year. Yes. Uh, and and each year focuses on something new, cool, different stuff that's going on. What do you think? What would be if 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 this were up to us? If this if this were up to you, Ken Carmen? What are we marketing? Like, yeah, all right, West Side Market. Every town has a market. They do. Okay, so that's I don't I don't know if that's a sports. Okay, well, Lakeview Cemetery. Every, the t- the teams, but but I'm being serious here. Rock and roll. The, no, I'm the, I'm being serious. The teams, the, the t- tulips. Yeah, I mean. I don't. I don't Rock know. If, I don't know if a cemetery is going to get people to come from other cities. Wait a minute, you got. I'm. I'm not joking here. 
got dead presidents in it's it. It's got a president in it. It has John Rockefeller in it and his family. It's got the tulips. Aren't they the tulips? Yeah. Okay. It's got the tulips. If you're into gardens, it's great. There's Alan Freed. There's Michael in there. I mean, I'm being. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not making a joke. There. I think maybe if Ro- you're. You got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you're in Youngstown, you're like, oh, day trip. Yeah. Yes. We've been to Pittsburgh yes. how many times? So Let's you, go to Cleveland. If you once. buy spots or you buy a spot in Youngstown, can I get some people coming in from Youngstown? Can that make a difference? And I don't know what the expense of it is, but can that make a difference? Possibly it does. Like, I'm not thinking of people flying in here no. from Phoenix. No. I'm thinking of people driving in from from Columbus. Hopefully they didn't hear what I just said about their city. Uh, hopefully driving up <laughs> driving up from Canton. Well, Which yeah, is, it's not that far away. You're but, probably focusing on day trips more. Than yes. And you're right. Owen, Owen is right that the pure Michigan stuff. And, man, we just did. We just did. What What was it that had the phone lines jammed about going up? Oh, the lakes. When we were talking about the different yeah, lakes. Great lakes. We had 30 different places within 20 miles in, in the upper peninsula of Michigan that people are like, you got to go. It's amazing. So, you know, all these different places, whether you're in the Midwest or wherever, y'all have something. We all have something that you want people to gravitate towards and be part of your marketing. Yeah. So we have Playoff Square. We have, I think Playoff Square is huge. We have Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not everybody has a Playoff Square. That is something that does not just exist in every town. I am very serious. I don't care what anybody says. I'm very serious about Lakeview Cemetery. Now, that wouldn't be the only reason I come up for crying out loud, but that would be one of the, the highlights of the trip. You're an arborist. Maybe you're checking that out. We have the Botanical Gardens. Right. We do have baseball in the middle of the day. That's very uh, easy to access. Yeah, if you come here in the summer. You have the free art museum that you can go to. Yeah, you have the Museum of Art. If you're coming in the summer. Natural History yeah, Museum. You're, you're, even if you're not a diehard baseball fan. I see people all the time from other cities say, well, we might as well take in a baseball game. The orchestra's right. at Blossom during the summer, ain't it? I think I so. I believe so, yeah. yeah. And Severance Hall in the yeah. winter. Yeah. I always wanted to go to Severance Hall. I will someday. Um, I think there's plenty of things that you could do. I, like, There's going to be some of the stuff that's kitschy is not necessarily Cleveland. Like, I'm getting stuff for like wine country. Well, that's kind of up east along the coast. Yeah. Destination Cleveland's about Cleveland. It's got to be in the city. Yeah, they're right? trying to get people to come to Cuyahoga County and Cleveland. Yeah, because yeah, they to spend their money. I think the easy one to me would be like, go to Cedar Point. It's not that far away, but that's not Cleveland. Right. Yep. It's Sandusky. It's an hour away. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety. So I can't. I, 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 I defend pre- it. Uh, the pressure's on. I can't wait to see this because I I truly do wonder is this going to look like every other you know piece of marketing they've done over the last ten years? I bet it doesn't. I bet this is very unique and different. So John, I, it gets me excited. Metro Parks. Didn't mention the Metro Parks. Got the Metro Parks here in the city. And the river and the kayaking and the whatnot. There you go. Coming up next, Jason Lloyd. Speaking of cynicism, he joins us. He says Evan Mobley has to shoot more threes. How's he going to shoot more threes when we're trying to get him worked back into the offense? Is that the right thing to do for a young Evan Mobley? We put Jason Lloyd through his paces from The Athletic next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 